This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Welcome to Thursday's solo episode. I love these episodes because it's like, what do you want to talk about this week, Renee? And this week I want to talk about bedtime struggles. If you watch my stories on Instagram, I am usually pretty transparent when it comes to bedtime struggles. And I like to explain the different situations that we find ourselves in with Milo when he is going through one of his phases where he doesn't want to go to bed. And I'm open about feeling rage. And yeah, bedtime for me is when I would say I am the least patient. And I took some time to think about why that is. Like, why is bedtime such a trigger for me? Like, why am I so sensitive Why do I have zero patience? Um, So yeah, I took some time to think about it. And that is what this episode is about. I'm sure many of you will relate to feeling more overwhelmed, more irritable at bedtime. And that's not to say that I don't handle some bedtimes extremely well. For example, if we've had a really good day, like... I haven't had to take from my patient's bucket all day. I'm not touched out. I was able to meet my needs. Um, I had some alone time. You know what I mean? Then I find I am much, maybe I don't have expectations for the evening, you know? So on certain evenings, I am very well equipped to handle a rough bedtime. And then other days, I have to just give myself a pass because I am not super calm. I don't have any patience left. I'm touched out. I have been waiting all evening to just get some alone time and like turn my mind off. And then he puts up a fight for bedtime and is being totally, you know, acting like a toddler. And I just like lose my cool or... And when I say lose my cool, oftentimes I don't outwardly express it. Usually it's just like this internal feeling and I'm very careful to not like, I would say the worst thing that I do is slam a door or like storm out of his room. Um, I don't, I'm not a huge yeller. Um, But yeah, so when I say lose my cool, it's mostly, it's like an internal feeling, like the internal rage feeling. And I hate that feeling because it's a feeling of being out of control. Like I am not in control of my emotions anymore and I'm not behaving in a way that I would want to. You know, if I could plan out a perfect way to handle this situation, it would not be what I'm doing right now. If you listened to Tuesday's episode with Jen... 
you will hear a story of when I handled bedtime really well. And it's not to say that I'm giving Milo everything that he wants and I am, you know, like letting him stay up or reading him that extra story that he wants. No, it when I say like I handle a bedtime well, it's like I'm setting the boundaries over and over again, giving him, you know, like a few warnings, letting him know exactly how the situation is going to play out. Mommy is going to tell you one more story and then mommy's leaving and she's not coming back in. <clears throat> and so, sorry, I'm like losing my voice. Um, so yeah, when I'm able to set a boundary, it feels really good. And he may have a meltdown, he might cry, but usually I'm able to repair the situation, help him calm down, and then kind of re-go through the boundary and eventually he will understand that he's not getting his way and he's not leaving his bedroom and he'll he'll go to bed or he'll play a little bit and then go to bed. But regardless, it's like a nighttime struggle will be difficult no matter what. And there are, I mean, like 85% of the time he goes to bed perfectly and we don't have an issue and we just do our regular bedtime routine and there's, there's, it's like a non-issue. But the nights where there is an issue, it's like, okay, am I in a place where I can handle this the way I would like to, like the ideal situation? Or am I super irritable, uh, have no patience left, um, have not had any alone time, touched out, like maybe I'm getting my period in a few days, like all these things come into play. Am I alone? Is my husband at the hospital and I'm irritated that he hasn't been home to help? Like, you know, so it can go one of two ways. So I tried to brainstorm why there are nights where I can't handle things how I would like to, no matter how hard I try, and why I give myself a pass to have those off nights. I always like to think of everybody having a patience bucket. So in the morning, you start your day with a bucket full of patience. And then, you know, slowly the car ride to daycare, some some like patience chips get taken out and then you know on the drive home and then dealing with work stuff all day like getting an irritating email like the dogs having to deal with the dogs barking and you know slowly you're losing your patience chips out of your patience bucket and so driving home from school maybe arguing about not having the tablet in the house like dinner time getting dinner on the table explaining that we can't watch dino uh, toy shows on YouTube, like we're not watching that anymore, like continuously like setting boundaries, upholding the boundary. It's exhausting and you start to lose your patience chips. So by the time bedtime rolls around, now your bucket is pretty much empty. So maybe you have a few left for like bath time, a few left for like reading stories and, you know, getting them into their bed. And then you have this expectation in your mind that, okay, all I have to do is get to this point, 
to get him into bed and then I will be able to like turn off the switch of the mental load that I've had all day, like my brain going a million miles an hour, turn off like my work brain, turn off everything and just chill. So that's my expectation usually on most days is like he's going to go to bed and I'm going to be able to just like shut her down. Um, And so when that doesn't happen and he puts up a fight, it's like, shit, I have no patience left. And now my expectation that I had to just go and spend time with my husband or read a book or whatever it was that I wanted to do, that expectation is not being met. So that makes me even more so irritated. And as they push and push and push the bedtime, I'm looking at the clock like, okay, now it's eight o'clock and I only have a couple more hours left of alone time before I have to go to bed. So I'm like looking at the clock, like waiting, like, okay, go to bed, go to bed. And even sometimes when he's not necessarily fighting bedtime, but he's just not sound asleep in his bed, I still have a hard time relaxing downstairs when his monitor is there and I know that he's not sleeping. Um, I don't know if this is a mom thing because I don't think my husband has that, but until I know he is physically sleeping, I find it really hard to relax and focus on something else. Something else that will affect how I respond at bedtime. Have like how have the last few days been going? Have I been able to meet like basic needs, like alone time? Have I been getting in the Peloton, like being physically active? doing things for myself that I care about, that have nothing to do with being a mom, that have nothing to do with like family time? Have I been able to create content? Um, Am I like keeping up with my work? Have I been sleeping properly? So all of these things play into it as well. Oftentimes, um, especially on TikTok, there's always this conversation about gentle parenting is privileged parenting. And I kind of agree with that statement. Like I do, because if your basic needs are not being met as a human being, how can that person be expected to practice gentle parenting? I just don't see it. And I even with with me, like I find it goes up and down, up and down. Like I'm not consistently practicing gentle parenting. And the the days and the situations and the moments where I find it really difficult to practice gentle parenting um, and to be patient and like explain everything and, you know, all the things that you're supposed to do, the, the situations where I'm not able to do that are when usually my needs have not been met. So if you are a single parent, you have a few children, um, like whatever the situation might be, If you are in a situation where your basic needs are not being met, it is extremely difficult to practice gentle parenting. I should probably get someone on the podcast to talk about that topic in particular because it is an interesting conversation to have. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. 
Who has the time? We are all so busy and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Lil Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm gonna have to blow my nose multiple times in a day and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner. I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume 
consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, ragey feelings also come when we do not feel like we're in control. And toddlers can really make you feel like you are not in control and that they're in control, which is really frustrating because as a parent, you're like, I should be in control of this situation. Why are they just not listening to me? And it's an interesting transition to go from crib to bed because in a crib, they can't really get out of the crib. At least Milo couldn't when he was in a sleep sack, um, which is why we kept him in a sleep sack because he wouldn't try and climb out of the crib. But like when they're in a bed, they have like free, like they can roam around the room and we have a little... um, thing on the door handle on the inside of the door that makes it so he can't turn the door handle. So oftentimes people ask how he can't get out of his room and that is how. And some people think that that is cruel. I do not at all. I think it is a safety thing. I could not sleep knowing that Milo could just get up and roam around the house. Like no way in hell would I ever be able to fall asleep um, knowing that. So That is how when we leave the room, he is not able to just get up and leave if he doesn't want to go to bed. Um, But yeah, in the crib, it was simple because you would just walk out and they were in the crib. When they have free roam of the room, they can like be on you, grabbing at you, like trying to follow you out of the room. And it can be really, really frustrating. This is such a ridiculous story, but one time, I think I told the whole story when I was a guest on I Have to Call My Sister. I was at my mom's place. This was a few visits ago, and Milo was having a rage-tastic evening. He did not want to go to bed at all, and I did everything. I was being super calm, and it just, like, nothing was working. Um, I tried multiple times to like go back in, read him a book. And so finally I was like, okay, he's going to have to cry and like rage for a little bit. Um, so I leave the room. He's like losing his mind. And then I go back in and I try and calm him down, which usually helps. Like I go in, calm him down, um, read him another story. And then usually it's almost like it clicks in his mind that he knows that it's bedtime and he's not going to get out of the situation. So he just kind of like will go to bed. Um, but this time that that is not what happened. And he was trying to chase me out of the room. And my mom's freaking door frame is swollen. So it's like a pocket door on his bedroom at my mom's place. And so trying to like quickly escape his room with a swollen pocket door is damn near impossible. 
and he wouldn't leave. I was like, Milo, get on the bed. Like, I'm going to count to five, get up on the bed. Wasn't listening, wasn't listening. I was at this point, like, my internal rage was quite heightened, I would say. Like, I was so irritated. And so this has happened a few times, actually. This happened at my Mamere's place, too, once. And, the, oh, my God, that was freaking funny, too. But anyways, um, it was probably, like, 9.30 at this point. And so I was like, how am I going to escape this room? Because the freaking door frame is swollen. And so I can't, like, quickly close the door. So I'm going to need, like, a head start from Milo because he's trying to, like, chase me and follow me out of the room. It sounds terrible, but, like... In the moment, I was so pissed. And so, anywho, I, what I did was I, he was standing on, in the middle of the room and I was like, mommy's going to leave. And he's like, no, no, like, like trying to, you know, like grab onto me. So I took like two fingers and I just like pushed his shoulder back so that he would like, you know, like stumble back a little bit so I could get a head start and run out of the room. Oh my God, it sounds so terrible, but I had no other like choice. I, I didn't know how to get out of the room. So anyways, I did that and he like fell on his butt and I like left the room and I said, good night, like mommy's leaving, closed the door as quickly as possible. And of course he lost his goddamn mind because he was pissed now that I like used my physical power to be able to leave the room. And this is terrible. Like I'm not, this is, I'm not like a parenting expert, but this is terrible. But in the moment, I just needed to get out of the room and I didn't know what to do. So, anywho, um, I think, so eventually he raged. I went back in, gave him a big hug, like apologized and we calmed down together and I read him a book and everything was eventually fine. But that is an example of when... I was just not able to keep going with the gentle parenting and, you know, strategies and explaining it this way and doing this. Like, it was not working. And that's kind of what I find with bedtime especially is there are going to be situations where no matter what you do, what usually works is not going to work. And... On those nights, I tend to give myself a pass. We are also human. We are not going to handle every situation perfectly. If you listen to Tuesday's episode with Jen, the story I tell on that episode is a situation where I handled it pretty perfectly. But again, my needs were super met. I was staying at my mom's place like for the last few days, um, wasn't really stressed out with work stuff. We were out of our regular routine, every like just chilling all day. Like there wasn't really, there wasn't anything going on. And my mom was there like 24-7 playing with Milo. Like we were making meals together. Like it was a super chill few days. And then he had a really terrible night and I was able to handle it perfectly. I wasn't tired. I was sleeping well. I was eating well. I was, you know, getting outside during the day. Like, it was a totally different mindset. 
When you want so badly to have that alone time after they go to bed, like maybe you're not feeling well, maybe you're like me and a few days before your period, you're super irritable, like incredibly irritable. Maybe you had a terrible day at work. Maybe you're stressed about other issues going on in your life. There are just so many reasons why we may have less patience in the evening. And while for the most part, setting boundaries and having a clear bedtime routine and strategy for when they are um, trying to fight going to bed, that works wonders. And I can do a whole episode on exactly how we do bedtime routine and how we handle him not wanting to go to bed. Because once we made a plan and kept that consistent, it has been so much easier. It's also just kind of like peace of mind knowing that, okay, if he fights bedtime, this is exactly how we're going to handle it. Um, Sometimes it works right away. Sometimes it takes a few times to go in. Sometimes he has to cry for a while. Like it's not going to go perfectly every time, but it's just having the plan in place is really, really helpful. But yeah, I don't like when people assume that oh, well, if you do this, you're never going to have an issue at bedtime. No, that's not the case. If you have a plan on how to handle the situation, that makes it a little bit easier. But I don't think any child is going to go years without having any issue just because you parent in a certain way. I think kids go through ups and downs of going to bed. I know Milo does. He'll be like an angel for a few weeks and then all of a sudden he fights bedtime for a couple weeks. Um, It just comes out of nowhere. But yes, if you find yourself stressed out at bedtime, less able to be patient and parent in the way that you want to parent, I feel ya and I can relate. I will often pause in the moment and be like, okay, how would you like to handle this situation? Like, I think it's so easy to just quickly react in the moment, but sometimes I try not to react and I I will just like freeze for a moment and be like, okay, I can handle this this way or I can handle this this way. I will try the calm way first and see how that goes. But I mean, we're all human and at the end of the day, there's going to be moments where we lose our temper, where we slam a door, where we storm off, uh, some parents yell. And I think that is normal, but I also think it is worthwhile to reflect on why maybe you reacted that way. Um, I know that I do, and it's usually boils down to, like, I was really looking forward to alone time. I'm not feeling well. I'm exhausted. Um, My husband's not home. He hasn't been home for the last three nights because he's on call. Like, it's always something. So acknowledge that. And of course, if you behaved in a way that was not ideal, that you don't, you know, like that you regret or you don't like what you did, don't be afraid to explain it to your child and apologize because repairing those situations is the most important thing that you can do. So anywho, I hope you guys are doing okay at bedtime. Um, I'll try and get an Instagram live going with a sleep consultant. Um, And yeah, if you guys have any questions, maybe they can answer those on the live. 
If you guys haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe or follow this podcast wherever you are listening. If you don't already follow the Instagram account, what are you doing? We have like the best memes ever. It is at the mom room podcast. And I will see you guys on Tuesday for another fabulous episode. So have a good weekend and I hope your children sleep tonight and that they go to sleep on the first try. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. Well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship topics. Yeah, like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.